The following is a work of audio fiction. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Seriously. Even if some of these people sound exactly like a person that you know, it's not them, okay? Golden Acres is a completely fictional town and is not at all based on Green Acres, located in Scarsdale, New York, where our creator grew up. That is a total fluke. Please do not falsely assume that any of these characters, storylines, or descriptions is based in fact. That's how rumors get started. Rockin' friends, family, and that barista from Golden Cup Coffee who clearly overcharged me, the one and only Rockin' Robin. Listen up! Mayor Alice has strongly advised a 10 p.m. curfew for all Golden Acres residents. It's not legally enforceable because of all the paperwork that goes into that sort of thing, but if you stay out late and go missing, Golden Acres refuses to be held accountable. It's a great strategy. I decided not to be held accountable for my own actions years ago. Just like Michael Jackson who is coming up in the next 10 minutes. So don't touch that dial. Attention everyone, help wanted, I might quit. Did I get it? No, the other two, to the left. Ew, 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 ew. It's just leftover salad, Mia, I swear I brushed. What? Bethany is something green in her teeth. That's not why I'm ewing. I saw Phil's butt. Oh no. Oh yeah? How was it? Surprisingly hairy. Is it still considered bacne if it goes all the way down to your legs? Someone got a good look. No. It was just bright red and splotchy. How did this happen? Why did this happen? I walked into the laundry room, which is out of character for me because I never do my own laundry. Wait, who does your laundry? Isabella. She loves it. Maids don't inherently love doing laundry, just like some nannies don't inherently love children. I mean, most nannies do. Well, Isabella doesn't hate laundry as much as I do, and she's never complained. I continue to feel awful for this woman. Maybe I should send her a fruit basket. You've never met her. It could be anonymous. Who doesn't love an anonymous fruit basket? So who was Phil banging? Banging? Really, Valerie? What? When you fuck someone on a washing machine, it makes a lot of noise. Like a loud bang. I stand by my word choice. The lucky lady was our old friend, Lauren Hiller. Lauren Hiller? Phil's first extramarital date from months ago? I thought they just went out that one time. There must have been more times I didn't know about. They seemed very familiar with each other's anatomy. How long did you watch them, Mia? You can be honest. Only for a second. I have a photographic memory. Oh, great. Now this lettuce in my teeth will be seared into your brain. I'm so embarrassed. I pride myself on great dental hygiene. Bethany, you don't have anything in your teeth. I think Valerie was just messing with you. (laughs) Valerie! What? I have to keep you guys on your toes so the friend group doesn't go stale. You need a job. Says you. And my therapist. Okay, question. How many women has Phil slept with, Mia? A rough estimate is fine. Stop asking me that. I have no idea. Aren't you curious? No. Polyamory's boring. Karen and Phil haven't fought in weeks. The only real tension left is between me and Zoe. I hate that kid. You can't hate a child. Why not? I hate mine. Take that back. You don't mean it. Oh, calm down. It's just a phase. I'm sure I'll love Caitlin again soonish. In my defense, Zoe isn't a child. She's a demon sent from hell to torture me and ruin my clothes. Her new thing is needing to shower every time she goes to the bathroom. Pee or poop? Both. Ew. She's been asking teachers to give her a sponge bath at preschool, which is high maintenance even for her. Maybe she's got a bit of OCD or something like that. Don't say that. Now I feel bad. And my job is much easier when Zoe and I are enemies. I can't get emotionally involved. Have you ever thought about, I don't know, quitting the childcare industry? Hell no. That demon is unconscious half the time. My hours are great. Here's a pitch. Maybe I could go into medicine. 
Like, go to med school? No. I would go into the periphery of medicine so I could help people without having to go back to school. Yeah, but you seem like someone who would really like school. Good point. It would be such a rush to get in everywhere I applied. Hey, um, did you did you guys happen to hear they found Caroline Scanlon's phone in the woods last night? Oh. Right around the same place they found Michelle Grimm's. Of course we heard. I'm shocked it took you so long to mention it. Well, I thought if I brought it up right away, you'd accuse me of being hysterical. That's still not off the table. Fine, but facts are facts. Not in this political climate. They have now found both missing girls' phones in the woods by St. Michael's. Their disappearances are clearly connected. Are either of you finally willing to admit there's a serial killer on the loose? You know, it's really suspicious that you cried serial killer before anyone even went missing. I just had a feeling. It's almost like you wanted something bad to happen. Are you saying what I think you're saying, Valerie? I think I am. What if Bethany is the St. Michael's killer? And she's been setting up Father Williams as a scapegoat this entire time. You don't really think... Hold on. This theory makes a lot of sense. The obsession, the abnormal behavior... Her suspicious Google history... I can't believe this. You two know me. You've been in my home. You've seen me with my son. Do you really think I'm capable of something like this? (laughs) (laughs) No. Of course not. You're the only good person I know. Oh my god. Are you crying, Bethany? It was just a joke. We don't really think you killed anyone. I'm fine. Oh. I feel like I've hurt a puppy. I don't like this feeling. We're sorry. We're not worthy of you or your well-intentioned suspicions. It's okay. I forgive you. Don't forgive us. That makes you even nicer. I need to take a long, hard look at myself in the mirror. You look really pretty today. Oh, for the love of God, stop! Can I write you a check to make myself feel better? Here, I'm going to write you a check. Don't, please. I'm, I'm over it. Man, it would have been nuts if that was true. Bethany, a serial killer. Valerie and I would have been national heroes. Why would you be a hero? It was my theory. No one is going to believe one woman. You need at least two to get anything done. Right, fair. Ooh, I have a fun game. Fuck, Mary kill? No. What is that? It's a game about... Actually, forget it. Mine's better. You don't even know... Let's all guess who we think the killer is. Oh, that is fun. You two realize innocent teenagers are missing. Shh, I'm thinking... Who do I know who might be a psychopath? Oh, I got one. Is it Bethany? I'm sorry. I I can't stop myself. Something in me is broken. I still love you. My official guess is one of Karen's four-eyed lovers, Ethan. Oh, I hate that word. Four-eyed or lover? Oh, stop saying it. It grosses me out. Why? Lover? (gasps) Because one time I heard my mom call my dad lover, and I've never recovered, okay? It was late at night, and she kept saying it over and over. Okay, 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 okay. The L word is hereby banned from the table, unless it's really important to a story. Like the one Mia's telling about, Karen's lover. Oh, stop it! <laughs> okay. Mia, why is four-eyed Ethan a possible killer? Something seriously off about him. He's a scientist. What is it with you and the scientists? Aren't all of your sisters scientists? Yes, and that's why I know they're a bit strange. I didn't realize it was possible to be prejudiced against an entire profession before now. And what about lawyers? All right. Everyone hates them. For good reason. Well, I hate the scientist, and I ran into him the other day in the kitchen. Hello. Ah! Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you come in. I'm very soft-footed. Uh, would you like a protein smoothie? I can have Isabella make you one. No, just coffee for me. Right over there. Do you like working here? Why? Did Karen say something? She shouldn't believe anything Zoe tells her. I would never drop her on purpose. Karen didn't say anything. I just can't imagine wanting to work in another person's home. It must be so degrading. Is it degrading to sleep in another man's bed? In the same house as his child? 
Not really. Phil's away on business and Zoe's underdeveloped brain will believe anything at this age. I'm sure once she's three, all extramarital affairs will occur outside the home, which is fine by me. I enjoy fresh towels and room service. I bet you do. You freak. Do you find it strange caring for another woman's child? Strange or annoying? I can only assume it's annoying because children are annoying. We finally agree on something. I'm struggling to comprehend why someone would bother to have a child if they can't be bothered to take care of them. What's the point? How did you and Karen meet again? I picked her up at the supermarket. I have the highest rate of success there because the women tend to be hungry and needy, making them especially vulnerable to flattery. How sweet. Well, it was nice to see you. Are you trying to leave? Uh... I just have to get Zoe ready for school. You can go. I know I make a lot of blue-collar people uncomfortable. There's an uneven power dynamic. He did not say that. Oh, yes, he did. What's wrong with people? That guy needs to be removed from society. Right? Psychopath. I win. Actually, I think the fact that he was so awful proves he's not the killer. What? How? Can you imagine Ethan luring you into a van? Not successfully. I wouldn't want to go anywhere with that guy. Exactly. Serial killers are notoriously charming, so he's not a good suspect. Fine. But I still hate him. And we hate him on your behalf. My turn, my turn. You're enjoying this too much. I'm starting to understand your whole Father Williams obsession. It's exhilarating. Drum roll, please. Dun, 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 dum, dum, dum. My pick is... Eliza Frankel. From Zoe's preschool? Come on. She's too boring to be a serial killer. Not true. The woman lacks empathy. And that's a clear warning sign, right, Bethany? Yeah, I mean, a lack of empathy is usually a shared trait. I'm the winner! But I have some bad news. Women are never serial killers. That is the most sexist thing I've ever heard. Women are capable of everything men are capable of and more. Of course, but statistically... Maybe women are just better at not getting caught. Ever think about that? You seem irrationally angry about this. I'm Googling it right now. There's no way you're right. Probably shouldn't have said never, but it's extremely rare. Ever heard of Eileen Warnos? No. She killed seven men in Central Florida. Regular rules don't apply to Florida. That state is crazy. Fine. What about... Hold on. The page is loading. Women are definitely murderers, Valerie, but they historically kill people they know intimately, like their husbands or their children. Another reason not to procreate. Why risk it? Here we go. Charlene Gallego, 10 people execution style. Maria Swanenberg, dozens of victims in the late 1800s. Helena Hagato, 36 people in an 18-year span. Okay, I stand corrected. Thank you. If you come at the king, you best not miss. That's a weird thing to say. It's from The Wire. Oh, I've never seen it. Never? Please state your case against Eliza Frankel. My initial suspicion of Eliza Frankel began years ago when Caitlin and Jonathan, Eliza's oldest son, were on the gender-neutral soccer team together. You know, Caleb wants to start playing soccer, but I'm... I'm in the middle of something important here. Thanks for bringing the orange slices, Eliza. I completely forgot it was my turn for snack duty. I've been so swamped trying to get moms for gay marriage off the ground. I didn't realize you were gay. I'm not, but I'm an ally. Either way, it's fine. None of my business. You can you can pay me back whenever. For the orange slices? Okay. I think I have a few singles in my purse. Oh, God, that kid took quite a fall. He tripped over his own cleats. Wait, isn't that your son? Get up, Jonathan. Everyone is watching. Maybe you should go help him. He's fine. He's not getting up. We already spend half our time at the orthopedist. I told him, one more sprain and he's grounded. His leg seems to be bent 
the wrong way. There goes my entire day. Jonathan, no tears. People can see you. This is why your father doesn't come anymore. What a terrible mother. I know. Do you think it's too late to call social services? I meant to do it ten years ago, but the afternoon got away from me. I've let Caleb have playdates at Eliza's house. Why didn't you warn me, Valerie? I can't keep up with Caleb's playdate schedule. He's very social. Maybe Zoe should spend more time at Eliza's. Knock some fear into her. I rest my case. Wait, Eliza can't be the killer. Why not? I just remembered she's been out of town for weeks. Her mom had a massive stroke and she went to go take care of her. Oh, isn't that convenient. Are you sure it's not a fake alibi? Yeah, she's been posting about it nonstop on Facebook and geotagging North Carolina. You're friends with Eliza on Facebook? God, no. But Karen is, and she updates me regularly because the posts are insane. How? Eliza will post a photo that is like 90% her head with 10% of her stroked-out mom in the background and then write a really long caption that's all about her being a great daughter. Wow. You know, the more I'm learning about Eliza, the more she seems like someone who would only kill her own family. See? That's all I was trying to say. What about you, Bethany? If you had to pick someone other than Father Williams? There's no point in me having a second choice when I already know- For the love of God, humor us and pick another serial killer. Okay, okay. Thank you. I guess I... Hmm. You guess what? Go with your gut, or a backup gut. I really shouldn't. We won't tell anyone. Don't speak for me, Mia. I'll decide at my discretion. You can't tell anyone or I won't tell you. Great argument. I concede. It's probably nothing, but I've always gotten a strange vibe from my brother-in-law. Gabe? Yes. He's awful. No, he's not. You just said he might be a serial killer. Only because you put a gun to my head. Oh, good pun. Is that a pun? Not really. What's the deal with Gabe? I don't think I've met him. He's... It's hard to explain. I think Icky describes him pretty well. You said it, not me. He came over to my house once for a dinner party and insisted on helping me in the kitchen. What's wrong with that? So he could watch me bend over to open and close the oven. There it is. In his defense, I do have an amazing, amazing ass. That's true. Especially since your butt lift. Did he leer at you too, Bethany? No. He's never looked at me inappropriately or said anything uncomfortable. It's just... Yes? One time... I caught him watching Caleb sleeping. With his pants down? No, why would you think that? I actually was thinking that too. My brain had to fill in the icky part somehow. He was fully clothed, but it was still creepy. Gabe's never shown any interest in children before. He barely acknowledges Caleb when he's awake. And then I caught him standing in the doorway watching him dream. Wow. I know. Spooky, right? Not at all. I was just wondering what kind of theories you must have about me. I've watched my daughter sleep hundreds of times. But she's your... Never mind. This is your fault for making me pick a second choice. I thought you were going to pick your mother-in-law. She has a murderous stare. Hey, guys. Am I being paranoid, or are those women over there talking about us? Where? Not so obvious, Bethany. Oh, now they looked away. Why would they be talking about us? Maybe they're playing their own game of killer guess who, and they heard Valerie screaming about women being equally capable of murder. I wasn't screaming. I was making an informed argument. They're looking again. Ignore them. I bet they're jealous. Of what? You guys. For getting to be friends with me. Are your ears burning yet? Because that's all the time Rockin' Robin has for today. You can rock out with me again tomorrow. Unless you stay up past curfew and get kidnapped. Like Mother always says, if I don't catch you, someone else will.
Wowza! I'm Allison Raskin. Stay tuned after the break for Hot Goss with Victoria Rowell. We're back with Hot Goss. Thank you so much for being here, Victoria. Yeah. God, Allison, I'm so happy to be here. Are you kidding? (laughs) I haven't seen you in so long. So I'm sure as you know that this show is where we talk about real-life gossip. So do you have any any stories you grew up with, rumors that you circulated, either that were spread about you or that you spread? Oh, my God. I would never gossip about people, really. I mean— You don't. I do all the time. I mean, I just really—I, I— yeah. Would not gossip. But, you know, maybe another sort of twin, because I'm from the soap world. You know, we all have twins. The what evil does that twin. Mean? Oh, well, yeah. The evil twin. Yeah, like your alter have, ego? You could say that. That's a fancier way of saying mm-hmm. it. But just bringing it into the soap world, I'm just trying to make it all make sense for people out there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she would have an evil twin that would gossip terribly about someone. So, for <laughs> example, um, you didn't hear this from me. Mm. But I remember that um, in um, my town, in in Boston, um, there was a friend's aunt. Okay. And the friend's aunt was, I mean, she was just so put together. Um, She was like an insurance executive, et cetera, et cetera, had, you know, three children, was absolutely um, perfect. In what every, age was this? Oh, maybe she was about in her 30s. Oh, okay. And she had this wild – I mean, it was just so crazy because she was so conservative, right? I have to know. What did she but have? she was having this wild love affair with the janitor. <laughs> And, I, you know, no one— The janitor of what? The janitor in the building. Of her apartment building? No, at the work. At work? And she's married. <gasps> so this was like a big deal. That's a big deal. To hear about. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal when you're a kid and you're hearing about this affair. And so— Wait, it, so she has having an affair with the janitor at her work building? Yeah. And how did you, a child, find out about that? Because the ki- kids gossip. But how, how kids. did the kids know? Okay. Wow, you're really going to dig deep. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just say um, I know somebody that knew her. Okay. Okay. And um, I, I'm I'm just a little bit nervous to give away too many details. We can use fake names. Okay. So um, Marie. Marie is the woman. Is the woman. Right. And um, this information was shared. You know, we were talking. Okay. So my friend <laughs> in school. Okay, okay. So my friend. Let me just break it down. So my friend invited me. How old are you? Okay, so I'm really young. So I'm like in the fourth grade. Okay. okay in Roxbury, Massachusetts, and we all went to St. Patrick's School. Okay, so now you're getting very specific. I'm getting very specific, okay, <laughs> because I can. And I begged my mother to let me go to my first sleepover slumber party. Well, you had to go. It sounds amazing. It was amazing. And so I got to go to the slumber party. And I was trying to act like, yeah, I've been to these before, but it was my first, okay? (laughs) And I blew it because when we got there, you know, it was, I had a tree with money all over it. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? And she said, it's a money tree. Like, I'm supposed to know. What is a money tree? So in Italian culture, 
It was also her birthday. Oh. And so people pin money onto, a, they create a money tree. How like, big is a tree? It can be as big as you want it oh to my be. God. But it was like a miniature Christmas tree. Oh, okay. I'm Jewish, so I don't know. Right. And you know I didn't We know. would just put the cash right into our pockets. I grew up in foster care, honey. There was nothing like that where, I, you know, <laughs> I forget it. So, but be, being in foster care, I got plugged into all these different cultures and experiences, right? So it's yeah. kind of wild and wonderful. So anyway, there I am at slumber party and the money tree and getting the breakdown and the lasagna, and it was like fantastic. Um, but in the course of this whole experience, I heard about Marie. Oh. And, you know, because you're telling stories. You're telling ghost stories, and you're talking about other people. Right. And girls, young girls can be really catty. I know. You know? Yeah. And I had to change schools. Oh, wow. So did I. <laughs> yeah, kids are horrible. I got jumped. We'll, t- we'll get okay. to that in just a I, second. Wow. We'll, we'll get yeah. into that in just a second. That'll that be one of my stories. That sounds worse than what happened to me. Well, it wasn't really a bad – I'll tell you the story in just okay. a second. So mm-hmm. we we're talking about Marie – and the janitor at the work. I don't I don't know if knew Marie. I don't know how it was all connected, but I got into the thick of the story. I was very interested in the affair between Marie, conservative, the three kids, and the and the company janitor. And did it did it ruin the marriage? Did it they did. Get divorced? She, she left her husband and married For the, the janitor. janitor. Oh, that's a happy ending. For somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for somebody. I guess, yeah. I guess you have to look at the perspective, but that's that's beautiful. They must have really been in love. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, we did talk about, we, we kind of had a plan just at the slumber party uh-huh. that we were all going to collectively spy. Oh. We were going to get involved and plan to tape recorder and see if we could, you know, get some information. And um, this was before they... Got divorced, then, I'm assuming. Before the divorce. Okay. Yeah. But um, we didn't do any of that. We, we, we didn't were do busy. Any... You had the other stuff yeah, to do. Yeah, we were in fourth grade. We yeah. were really busy. We had the spring St. Patrick's mm-hmm. um, uh, Scrape Hop, Scrape Hop, one, two, three recital to put on. Yeah, that's, that's going to take up a lot of time. My rendition of the Irish jig. <laughs> and um, we had a lot to do. So we didn't do that. But I will tell you, I did leave, um, I did leave St. Patrick's. Um, it was really tough. I'm, I was a nerd as a kid and a ballet dancer, and I was defending oh Go my Figure. Gosh. It makes sense, though. I was during busing, and I was like, I couldn't believe these black girls that I knew were going to jump and they were going to Because she ju- was, like, very popular, it sounds. Well, she wasn't her, terribly popular, group. but she was my friend. Right. She was just my friend. And because she was white, these black girls were going to jump her. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to. And I was all bold. I was really bold. I'm not a fighter. I was so bold. I stood up in biology class and said, you are not going to jump. I couldn't believe I did that. We got called down to Mother Superior's office. And when I got on the bus, all the gang of girls were in the back of the bus. And they said, oh, now you're not all big and bad. Well, I got off the bus at Dudley Station. They jumped me. They took my ballet bag, my Capizio bag, I should say. Let me make that correction. I did not have a ballet bag. I had a Capizio bag. And they jumped me. Well, and I got punched in the eye. And I just said, I'm out. Okay. But so that's That's horrible. I'm so sorry. And I'm sure they gossiped about me. But that's sort of my Boston Marie janitor tie-in to getting jumped. There was a lot of twists and turns. There was a lot of twists and turns in there, but I just thought and I, I would... think you come out looking like a hero because I... not only did you get invited to a slumber party, right? You also then defended her honor. I defended her honor and I took her lumps. <laughs> yep. I hope she listens to this and reaches out to you. He's dead now. Oh my god. It's okay. 
We all have to go sometime. <laughs> well, our thoughts are with you. Our thoughts are with you all the way. Go Boston. Go Celtics. Go Red Sox. Go Bruins. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Stitcher presents Gossip, written and directed by Allison Raskin, produced by Rachel Wolther, sound design by Casey Holford, starring Amanda Perez as Mia, Allison Raskin as Bethany, Victoria Rowell as Valerie, Beth Littleford as Rockin' Robin, featuring Carrie Clifford as Eliza Frankel, Joe Hartzler as Ethan, and Igor Hiller as the barista. Story by Allison Raskin, Charlotte Lorston, and Rebecca Hanover. Casting by Shayna Markowitz. Our production manager is Talia Shea Levin. Our recording engineer is Matt Brownlee. Production assistance from Carly Guida. Our assistant editor is Lauren Kleeman. Original composition by Alessandro Tabora. Production legal by Lindsay Bowen, Kyle Brett, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Chris Bannon, Jenny Radelet, and Matt Sedagian. Stitcher's consulting producer is John Asante. Special thanks to Westlake Studios, Matt Gorley, and SAG-AFTRA. Gossip is a production of Stitcher. For more information, visit gossippodcast.com. Stitcher.